Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. At one time or another, we all find ourselves walking along restless shores. Welcome to our program. Previously on Restless Shores, Lily Bellow indicated there may be a hitch in her plan to help Elise fake her baby's death and to keep the child via a fictitious adoption. In today's episode, Lily meets with Elise and Regina over breakfast to discuss the dilemma. Good morning, Elise. Regina. Doc. You said there was a problem? Why don't you have a seat, both of you? The scones here are actually not terrible. We don't want to eat with you, Doc. We just want to get this over with. Please, have a seat. It looks odd, the two of you looming over me. Fine. Would either of you like a bite of my scone? It's raspberry. They also have plain scones if you prefer. Just tell us what the problem is. Right. Now then, our plan, as you know, is to report that your baby died in childbirth and to account for your living baby by enacting a legal adoption of a fictitious child born to an equally fictitious pregnant teenager named Lucy Brown. Yeah, we know all this, Doc. What's this problem all of a sudden? The problem is that the state mandates that all expectant mothers planning to give up their children for adoption must complete an in-person interview with a member of the state adoption board. No exceptions. But Lucy Brown isn't real. Well, she is real, but she was stillborn. In other words, she's not available. Hence the problem. Could this interview with the adoption board, could it be done over the phone? I'm afraid not. Email? Zoom? It has to be in person. It's a state mandate. Well, could I pretend to be Lucy Brown? I mean, for the purposes of this meeting? Lucy Brown is supposed to be a 16-year-old girl. I could maybe... Come on, babe. You don't look 16. Which I'm normally very happy about, by the way. Even if you did, I'm afraid it's moot. The prospective adopted parents, which are you and Regina, must also be present for this interview. You'd already be present as yourself, Elise, so you can't very well also be present as Lucy. Did you know about this in-person interview requirement? Obviously not. I only just learned of it yesterday. What are we going to do? I'm afraid I don't know. Babe, maybe this plan just isn't going to work. It has to work. We've come this far. I am not going to let Veronica Zeller take our baby. So maybe we just do the first half. The first half? We fake the baby's death, tell everyone the baby died in childbirth. The doc says she can get us a death certificate. That's still true, isn't it? I suppose. 
But how do we account for the very much alive baby who will be living with us? We don't. We leave town. We start over someplace else. New names, new IDs. We'll be Sarah and Simone Sanders of Saskatchewan. Start over? But what about the bar? What about Luna? None of that matters as long as we're together. It's very difficult to forge a brand new identity. I'm not sure it could be done properly. Not a problem. I know some guys. I could have all the necessary documents in place before the baby's even born. You might have mentioned that when I was having my immigration issues. Would you have really wanted to start over with a whole new identity? I don't know if I want to start over with a whole new identity. We have a life here, babe. I don't want to leave everything behind. I don't see any other way, Elise. Not with this stupid in-person interview requirement. Unless... Unless what? Hold on, hold on, just a minute. I might have an idea. Well, would you care to share it? I know someone who might be able to help. Who? Let's just say it's someone who owes me a really big favor. Later, Regina pays a visit to the Gamote Point Police Department to meet with that certain someone who owes her that really big favor. Come in. Hello, Chief Brody. Regina, what can I do for you? Just wanted to let you know. It's done. What's done? You know, that thing you deputized me to do. What are you talking about? It's done? Done. Already? Yes. His house, his car, his businesses? Done, done, done. How could you possibly have planted the bugs that fast? Well, you did say I was the best. Here are your receivers. Each is tuned to a different device. I labeled them. I can't believe it. This is incredible. Yeah, it was a pretty slick piece of work, if I do say so myself. This is it. This is how we're going to get Ivan Bulgakov. Always happy to assist local law enforcement. How can I ever repay you for this? Funny you should mention that. Ah, I should have known. What? You did say I'd be compensated, didn't you? How much do you want? I don't want money. Come again? I want an introduction. An introduction? That's right. An introduction to whom? That's what you're going to tell me. You've lost me, Regina. The department regularly comes in contact with youth offenders, doesn't it? Of course we do. Every single weekend. We round up any number of those little buggers. Drunk and disorderly, brawls, shoplifting, drugs, assault, you name it. I need you to introduce me to a female juvenile offender who's at least eight months pregnant and who wouldn't mind doing an extremely easy, safe bit of work for a single afternoon in exchange for a considerable sum of money. Exact amount subject to negotiation. Regina, what are you up to? And I need her by tomorrow. Meanwhile, Assistant District Attorney Jordan Fry meets with Governor Milton Roop and the Governor's Attorney in a small prison meeting room not far from the Governor's cell. Thank you for taking the time to meet with me, Governor Roop. Nice day, huh? 
Since the governor is represented by counsel, I would ask that all questions be directed to me. All I said was, nice day, huh? That's not exactly a pathway to self-incrimination, counselor. Nevertheless. I must do as my attorney advises and not answer any questions, even about the weather. Not that I could have a valid opinion about the weather, one way or another, since I'm stuck in that stinking cell all day long. Please, Governor, allow me to speak for you. As you wish. Okay, Counselor. Speaking for the Governor, is your client ready to play Let's Make a Deal? No riddles, ADA Fry. State your intentions plainly, if you please. My intentions? You want to know my intentions? I believe that's why I asked the question I asked. Oh, well then, allow me to answer. My intentions are to prosecute your client to the full extent of the law, rack up a hefty prison sentence for him and his local crimes, and then ship him off to federal court, where he can face the federal charges that are waiting for him when I'm all done. Okay, if those are your intentions, why are we here? Because it's my opinion that we can save the courts and the taxpayers a whole lot of time and money if your client were willing to cop a plea. (laughs) Did I say something funny, Governor? I say it again, please direct all questions to me. Alright, fine. I'll ask you then. Did I say something funny? Not to me. Not to you? That's a linguistic ambiguity, isn't it? Does not to you mean you didn't find what I said funny, or does it mean I didn't say the funny thing directly to you? Nothing you have said in this room have I found in the least bit amusing. How about your client? Does your client find something I said in this room to be the least bit amusing? I represent the governor on legal matters, not on his sense of humor. Oh, let's cut through the nonsense. Governor, please. No, I'm going to talk now. This is all nonsense and a waste of time. ADA Fry here wants me to cop a plea, and that's not going to happen. Period. End of discussion. I absolutely will not plead guilty to crimes I did not commit. Crimes you did not commit? Make no mistake, Governor. We've got you. We've got you dead to rights. Talk to me. Does your client understand that he's absolutely going down for this? It's a dead certainty. There won't be any wiggling out from under this time. We've got him, and he's going to do time. How much or how little is entirely up to him. You know what they say about counting your chickens before they hatch? Governor, please allow me to speak for you. All right. Ask ADA Fry here about those chickens he's counting on. Is he quite sure all his eggs are secure? What's that supposed to mean? Don't speak to the governor. Speak to me. I am speaking to you. What did he mean by that? I really couldn't say. Couldn't say or won't say. There's no deal to be made here, ADA Fry. Your whole case is falling apart. (laughs) And you don't even know it. What do you mean by that? Both of you, talk to me, not to each other. What did you mean by that? On the advice of my counsel, I will not be answering any questions. What does Milton Root know that ADA Fry doesn't? Could he really get out from under the charges against him? Can Chief Brody help Regina pull a rabbit out of a hat? Tune in next time to Restless Shores. If you enjoyed today's program, please take a moment to leave a review. This episode of Restless Shores was written by Greg Tulinen and Drew Massey and directed by Tom Hinton. 
Lily Bello was played by Leslie Woodruff. Regina Miranda was played by Julie Poulin. Elise Geltz was played by Emily Groats. Agnes Brody was played by Katrina Loof. Jordan Fry was played by Liam Kent. The Lawyer was played by Nick Gordon. Milton Roop was played by Zach Hogkamp. I'm Chris Newcomb. Restless Shores is a production of New Meadows Media and is intended for the non-commercial use of listeners. All rights reserved. Until next time, stay restless 